0: thanks Anna and for the live nativity, we kind of got a little bit of a as it was moment. Well, who here likes music? I want to show our hands. Who likes music It's a pretty universal thing, isn't it? Music? I think that there is uh, not anyone in the world that doesn't like music and will have a favorite song or something so I want to hear some favorites. I want to hear who's got a favorite band who's got a favorite band and want to share with me favorite band, or a favorite artist, singer, songwriter? Come on, let's not be shy. It'll take all day. We want to get to our Christmas lunch. A Christmas song. Yeah, what What Christmas is your favorite? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Well, it is Christmas after all. Yes, what's your favorite song? NF. Oh, your favorite artist, NF. Cool. Yes, what's your favorite song? Jingle Bells. It's the season. Yeah, George. Yep, Anthony Wallow, Josh Groban, and Michael Crawford. Was that the last one? Yeah. Ah, look, how's that? No surprise as well. Favorites. Who's got who's got a fairly um, a poignant kind of memorable song from something? Like, did you guys have a, like a theme song from a school or reunion or um, a wedding? A wedding. Who can remember a song they had at their wedding that really sticks out to them? Who can remember? Anyone? Yes. Patience by Guns N' Roses. Was at your wedding? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. We will, we'll leave it right there. Who else has, like, a, a, another song they can remember from something significant, you know, like that really stands out to them? No one else has any other songs. We've all decided we like music, but just not that much. That? River Deep, Mountain High. Do you want to give us a rendition, Mez? You, no, okay. <laughs> Deep mouth. Well, look, there is something universal, though, I think, about music, and and often it, it it is something that interjects itself into moments of our lives as well. So, happy birthday. What do we do on a birthday? You sing together. You sing, have, there's a song that everyone knows, happy birthday to you, and we always sing it in lots of different keys, and often at the same time, and... Sounds like a schmuzzle. You can't really escape music no matter where you are. No matter what you're doing, if you're watching TV, you're surrounded by it with the ads. It's always a jingle. They want music to help hook you in, don't they? There's something significant about that music which goes into your psyche. In, if you're watching a movie, there's soundtracks that you know, speak to us. I've just been recently reflecting on the Lord of the Rings 20-year release and the soundtrack by Howard Shaw on the, that movie. It just evokes something. Well, that's for me, anyway. But no matter where you go, you can't, like shopping centres, of course, in this time of year, hearing it all the time, but even usually just in the shopping centres, they have music just playing just to kind of keep you calm or to try and convince you to buy more stuff. Unless you're an Aldi. Quiet. <laughs> but I like that, actually. I quite appreciate it. I go in there, I feel calm. And I like, ah. Oh. And the kids make, they kind of feel like they should be quiet too. That's really nice. But TV shows, no matter where you are, you always find music is surrounding. In your radio, like in your car, in your ears, you've you know, always got headphones in have i mean two of our kids got new headphones today so we' we're, we're feeding the beast I understand um, but no matter where you go and what you do music is universal it surrounds us you cannot escape it but there's also that therapeutic side of music isn't there where uh, music is used as a, as a therapy for people and, and have you ever seen some of those delightful clips of like people who are perhaps suffering with dementia or Alzheimer's and, and you play a clip uh, a, a music song or something from their past, and it just brings back so much. They remember things, and they'll dance, or they'll, you know, sing along, whereas they struggle to eat, and yet music does something. My cousin, Greg, who you often go and play guitar in nursing homes, says that music reaches where medicine can't sometimes. He's online. Greg, look at you. I just gave you a shout-out. You didn't even know you were on. He's in hospital at the moment, we'd be praying for him, he's had spinal surgery. So because music speaks to us not only at a head level, but at a heart level, doesn't it? It captures our emotions, it sits really deeply in us. And you see, the Bible's actually full of songs, the Old Testament, the largest book in fact of the Bible, is a collection of songs, song lyrics, the book of Psalms. And we as a church have been going through a series over November, December, leading up to today called a Psalm for Every Season. It could have been called a Song for Every Season because that's what the Psalms are. And we looked at how, for the, old, the people of God in the Old Testament, how they express themselves through songs at times of lament and sorrow and suffering, but distress and anguish being able to bring those things to God through song, through writing lyrics and expressing that together, but also how they found peace and they found hope and they found joy knowing whom they were singing to, a God who was faithful and would not forget them no matter what they were going through. And I think we can too easily forget that the people that we read about in the Old Testament and those Psalms, they were real people like you and me who had real situations going on in their lives much similar to you and I. I mean, maybe none of us have been the king of Israel like David and written songs like that. However, psalms of lament and suffering and sorrow, but psalms of joy and celebration and praise, songs sung together by communities, journeying life together and singing to encourage one another, speaking their stories and their place in that story and God's place in the story and the grand story of it all. Now, we come to Christmas every year, and there's often two types of people. There's these ones, right? There's, <laughs> can I play Christmas music now? They've been buzzing since Easter to get something started. But there's also the others who, is, this is how I feel when I... A Christmas song comes on the radio. You know, we have a few Grinches. So which one are you? You know, which side do you... Or do you land in the middle? A happy medium. I know this year we had our Christmas decorations and songs happening a little bit early. But that was because as a year it was, we thought, yeah, let's just get... Let's celebrate early. Let's look to that. Even this morning, what have we been doing so much of the morning? We've been singing songs, carols. And that's such a tradition. And that's, again, something that's quite universal, singing Christmas songs, whether you're a believer or not. And the songs that we sang, even just this morning, we sang words such as, Heaven and nature sing. Let men their songs employ, or angels lifting praise to you. They sing throughout this holy night. All your works will declare your glory. All creation joins to sing. Hark, the herald angels sing. It's all about singing together in these great carols. but all these carols were inspired by this very first Christmas. And you know what? There were songs of that very first Christmas as well. There are two pretty famous songs from the first Christmas that perhaps we don't look at nearly enough. Now, I haven't put them up there so that you can read it from everywhere because I recognize it's a bit too small for that. But the first song we find in Luke's Gospel, chapter 1, is Mary's song, or the Magnificat, it's called. And the next song we find is Zechariah's song, the father of John the Baptist, where Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth in their old age had been barren, and yet an angel had appeared to him and said, you are going to have a son who's going to prepare the way for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and his ministry. Two powerful songs. One from a teenager. Mary was a songwriter. She was a singer. One from an old man. He was a songwriter. He's a singer. Maybe it's like Taylor Swift and Bob Dylan. I don't know. Probably not at all. And if you're at the Taylor Swift Metro listening party of the night, I hope you're not here because that was a super spreader event. But that doesn't matter. What I do want to do is show you this. I'm going to go through it a little bit and see how they're actually quite mirrored songs and what their themes are. When I look at it in this kind of light, we see Mary saying, uh, my soul glorifies the Lord, my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. This utterance of praise. And Zechariah's song starts with that too. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel. In the red, she's saying, he's been mindful Of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation, recognizing her place in the story. And Zechariah does the same thing. I'm going to just move a little bit closer, because in that light, I can't quite see it. To show mercy on our ancestors, in Zechariah's song in red, and also further up. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High. You will go on before the Lord to prepare the way. This is John's story, because of the tender mercy of God by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven. Then in the green, we've got how God has performed his acts of salvation through mighty deeds. He's scattered the proud thoughts of the inmost. He's brought down rulers from thrones, lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with the good things sent the rich away empty helped his servant israel remembering to be merciful to abram his descendants forever and ever and zechariah also looks at how god has saved because he's come to his people he's redeemed them raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant david and he goes on to say more things about how god has brought salvation so that felt a bit like a rock star move when they come down into the crowd yeah, the people who laugh know that that's terrible. But Zechariah recognized John's place in the story. Mary recognized her place in the story. And they come from a time of desperately wanting salvation, earnestly seeking that. From a time of being oppressed, the people of God, the Israelites, waiting for the Messiah, the chosen one to come. And in these early songs of Mary and Joseph, they are songs of praise that God has remembered them in their darkest moment, that he has been faithful in the past and he will be faithful into the future, that God has mercy, that God will bring about salvation, that he is powerful enough to save. And it won't be through the strength of the rulers, the authorities, the kings, It'll be humbly using the weak. Coming in a manger and not a mansion. It'll be God's ways, not our ways. See, what, Joe, what both Mary and Zechariah had as their past and their history were psalms like this. I'll sing of the Lord's great love forever. With my mouth I'll make your faithfulness known through all generations. And these themes came through in their songs. I'll declare that your love stands firm forever, that you've established your faithfulness in heaven itself. You said, I've made a covenant with my chosen one. I've sworn to David my servant. I will establish your line forever and make your throne firm through all generations. This is what Mary and Zechariah knew in their heart of hearts. But perhaps those songs had been a little bit forgotten through the weariness, through the waiting and the anticipation. And yet, at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, this very first Christmas, the weary world rejoiced. And the soul felt its worth. God's salvation had arrived. God remembered. God was merciful. God was faithful. And he remembered the songs and he'd heard the cries. And I hope you feel your worth because this was for you and me as well. The light that came to shine in darkness, in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace, as Zechariah's song said. And that's why in the third song that we find in the the Nativity story, the heavens burst wide open and a throng of angels turn up and they just want to praise God. God and sing glory to God in the highest of heavens, and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. God's peace, being able to offer the peace, peace with God that only could come through Christ Jesus. He is Our peace, the Prince of Peace, who offered himself as a sacrifice, taking away our sin, that we might be children of the living God. You know, when Jesus came and he began his ministry, in Luke's Gospel it says that the Spirit of the Lord is on me. Because he's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Now the angels sang, they sang about peace on earth and on those to whom his favour rests. And Jesus came bringing about God's favour. The fact that Jesus appeared shows that God's favour was among us that he was offering salvation, that he was offering peace, that he was offering a way back into his presence. Jesus brought God's favour and he offers it to you still in salvation. And this was from Isaiah 61 that Jesus proclaimed was fulfilled in his hearing. this invitation to accept God's favor displayed through Jesus Christ and to have that peace is like God singing over you and rejoicing with you. We sing to God, but guess what? God sings over us. Our God is with us. He's the mighty one who can save. He takes great delight in you. His love will no longer rebuke you, but he will rejoice over you with singing. Saints, this is your story in Christ. Through Christ, he no longer rebukes you because Christ was the mighty warrior who saved us from our sins. He takes delight in you because he loves you. And now he sings over you. Imagine what God's voice and song over you sounds like. What song are you singing this Christmas? Maybe you've been singing a song of lament, of sorrow, of heartache, of suffering. That's understandable. But this Christmas, I also want you to sing songs of hope, of joy, of deliverance, of salvation. Because on that very first Christmas, God's favour appeared. The way of salvation came and the peace on earth to whom his favour rests is invited to you all. May God continue to bless you this year and into 2022, and may you hear God's song singing over you, and may we in response sing glory to God in the highest.